Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of Dream Home Inspiration, bringing you clever hacks and tips from the very best local experts with your hosts, Tara and Joe. Here we go. All right. Hey, hey, welcome to the Dream Home Movement. We are off to a great start, aren't we, tonight? (laughs) If you're new to the show, hello. My name is Joe Violetta from Violetta Finance. I am your host. And tonight we're talking about how to make your beautiful, unique property stand out with artistic styling. So think about it, right? You've got your gorgeous custom-built home on the peninsula or perhaps a mid-century modern gem, maybe a Californian bungalow or a gorgeous little cottage, and you want to get that property styled, be it to live in or to sell. But when you've got such a beautiful, unique property, you don't want any cookie cutter, same, same styling. You want beautiful artistic styling that is going to embrace your gorgeous property's individuality and enhance it and make it stand out. So tonight in the studio, I have Rhonda from Nelson Interior Stylus to chat with us about how to artistically style your property and really make it stand out. I've seen Rhonda's work. It is really beautiful and I do love the way that she highlights the unique features of a property and really seems to just get it, just get how to enhance that property and make sure that if you are selling it, for example, and you've seen 10 properties on that Saturday, gee, you would have been busy, but you've gone to, you know, half a dozen open homes or whatever, that your property is going to stand out and people are going to remember it. So Rhonda, welcome to the studio. It is lovely to have you here. Thank you for inviting me. Lovely to be here. <laughs> and you've come all the way from Warragul. I know, in the storm. <laughs> it is rough weather tonight. So we've got our interview. We've also got our finance segment with our finance expert, Carl. Tonight, he's going to give us his thoughts on the recently announced ACCC inquiry into mortgage pricing. And if you're not quite sure what I'm talking about there, don't worry, don't threat. We've got your back as usual. We will go through and explain what the inquiry is. And then Carl is going to share his thoughts on it. So that'll be interesting. Stay tuned. But coming up next, we've got our interview with Rhonda. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on FM. Take me home tonight. I just want to show you the truth. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. You're here with me, Joe Violetta, your host. And tonight we are talking about how to artistically style your unique property so it stands out. And to help me with that topic, because honestly, I don't really know anything about it. I've got Rhonda Nelson from Nelson Interior Stylist. So again, welcome to the studio. Thank you. It's lovely to have you here. Now, this is the awkward part of the show where you sit here and 
and watch me read out your bio. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. All right, here, here we go. So Nelson Interior Stylists are a unique property styling and interior decorating business in Melbourne's South East. Rhonda has worked and managed many homewares, interior decoration and furniture stores, which gave her a great understanding of colour, visual merchandising and styling, which has fit in perfectly with her interior design background and studies. Nelson Interior Stylist started with the goal of offering every person the luxury of property styling and a full marketing package for their home. And during uh, before the show, Rhonda and I were talking about how really these days in this market, styling your property for sale isn't I think, in my opinion, is a non-negotiable. Oh, that's right. You have to do it. I, I, I think you do. Yep. If you want the money at the end, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. If you want the outcome, invest in, yep. invest in the styling. Um, Nelson Interior Stylist Styling is unique. They offer many one-off prices in their styling and pride themselves on being perfectly different. I like that, Mm -hmm. perfectly different, which is why you are the perfect person (laughs) for this topic tonight. Great, thank you. (laughs) So before we get started in talking about how to artistically style your home and make sure it looks really unique and enhance its beauty, let's make sure we're all on the same page here. Can you please explain just quickly (laughs) what is property style? Just basically. Very simply, it's visual merchandising for a property. That's quite simple. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That that explains it perfectly. And you've got like you've got quite a bit of experience in property styling like, yes. and and associated industries and and types of work yes, which yeah. makes you I think really well rounded. Thank you. What inspired you to become a professional property stylist? Wow. <laughs> it's a long story but I'll cut it short. Um Basically, I would go to properties and see um, dirty baskets, socks on the benches, no. um, <laughs> dirty knickers not put away. I mean, you name it, you know. <laughs> so then I thought, well, you know, I can come in and help people because the average person just does not know how to style a home. They don't know, you know, just little things that you're meant to do, getting it ready, you know, removing photos from the wall, decluttering, you know, making it just look perfect for somebody to want to buy that home yeah and look why why should we know because that's not our profession and that's why we hire professionals I wouldn't have thought to remove photos off the the wall so that's a that's a really good example so you were seeing it not done right that's right and you were like people need help Yeah, and I thought, well, you know, this is your biggest asset that you Mm. own. Why wouldn't you merchandise it? You know, if you go to, you know, a store like Kmart, they merchandise a pair of $1 socks. So why wouldn't you merchandise a $500,000 home? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. Now, part of your, um, I, I suppose, unique selling proposition for your business is that you pride yourselves on being perfectly different. So can you tell us about your approach to property styling and how it is actually different? Yeah, so when we go into a property, every property is unique. No property is alike. Each property has different characteristics, different floors even. So you might have an older home that has, you know, an old stone fireplace 
uh, that needs to be really looked at. So um, rather than trying to modernise it, because you can't, Mm -hmm. it's better to leave it in that era and try and bring some beautiful furniture, maybe some linen furniture with, you know, studded details to bring that classic look but yet keep it a little on trend. So we try and do that with every single home. So, you know, we really look at the floors, the characteristics, the area, the price point that you're looking at, potential buyers. There's many things to look at at each home. Okay, so you don't just go with a standard look for every uniform look for every property. No. You look at that unique property and really try to emphasize That's it. right. Yeah. And we create a concept mm. for every property. So it's a visual concept so that people understand exactly where we're going to go with it. If they don't like it, then we'll sort of have a bit of a talk on why we've gone that way. And it usually gives them ideas of, you know, why. And, you know, honestly, they always say, look, you're the stylist, do your job, I get what you're saying 100% and, and it sells. And I trust, yeah. yeah. I trust you. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's I hide you. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so how can we, if we're styling our property for sale or even if we're styling our property to live in, how yeah. can we honour, because you, you've said, look, every property is unique and different, yes. but some are more unique and different than, oh, yes. <laughs> than, yeah. than others, especially I've noticed here on yeah. the, the peninsula, there's, yes. you know, new houses, are custom builds, then you've got yeah. mid-century beauties, a yeah. lot of them in Mount Eliza, yeah. and then we've got like gorgeous bungalows and yeah. yeah, just so much variety in the housing here on the peninsula. How can we honour and highlight our property's uniqueness through styling? Um, Basically through styling to, you know, go with the era that it is. So if it's a Californian bungalow, try and keep to that era. But, you know, as I said, you do need to bring in some modern elements. You know, when I say modern, I don't mean, you know, your typical spatial um, modern, which you would find in South Yarra or, you know, Richmond. When you're coming out towards the bay, the southeast, even regional Victoria, you need to really look at the area. Um, and that area would, you know, sort of explain exactly how we're going to do it. So if you're near the bay, we'd probably put more things that relate to the bay in the home, but also we'd be looking at the area. So, as you said, you know, if it's a mid-century, we may have to bring in mid-century um, props. But, of course, you know, we'd bring in, like I said, some more linen sofas, you know, soft furnishings. They really change it at a pop of colour. But usually we try and keep it in creams, neutral tones, you know, organic looks with some texture. So that really does change, you know, how we're going to style today. It's changed quite a lot. Okay, so we're looking at the era that the property was was built in. Yes, but we're also looking at the um, at the environment. As, yes, as the well. elements that are in the house. Mm. You know, like I said, so you know, like a stone fireplace, or it might have you know your really traditional old slate floors. Um, they're often a problem to try and work with and they can make a house look old but when you sort of bring in that really beautiful cream linen furniture you know some rugs some beautiful lamps soft furnishings you know we use Warwick fabrics or profile fabrics which are a higher end and then they just really pull that high-end look so when you're selling a home it is about luxury Luxury, 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 I tell everybody because a buyer wants to see luxury, Um, hence taking your photos away. They don't want to see your life. They want to see their new life. So if you create a new life and, you know, hence coming into new furniture, it just creates that new life, new look. 
um, yeah, and it all comes together and, you know, the idea is to bring all the buyers through the door. That's a really good tip and I, I hadn't really thought, like I've always thought about you want to style your home so people can imagine themselves living there okay. and but they don't want, really want to imagine you living there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but the tip around luxury that that's yeah. that's a really good one because you people you want people to picture themselves living there, but you want them to picture themselves living this lifestyle that's elevated. Yes, beyond the one that they're living in at the moment. Yes, their current right. lifestyle. Is that, am I making yeah, sense? Yeah, I am. want a dream. Yeah, you know whether your dream is a three hundred thousand dollar home or a million dollar home, it doesn't matter. We can create that luxury on a little unit with two bedrooms, or we can create that with five or six bedroom home you know some of my favorite homes have been the tiniest you know little cheap home that's right in the corner of the country so it really doesn't matter it's just about us coming up with a concept a brief to create it and that comes back into you know my design background where I can create a brief um, and look at colors textures how we're going to create it and you know the biggest thing is the location what kind of people want to buy it so, you know, you're not going to style a home that is in the country, regional Victoria, as you would in Richmond, because you're not going to get those same buyers. There's a huge difference in the buyer. Um, you know, we have to sort of look at it. Will it be, you know, a young couple about to start a family? Will it be somebody downsizing? There's, you know, it's a lot in styling and it does sort of go hand in hand with real estate. So we have to understand the real estate market as well as, you know, obviously styling and texture and colour and all the elements that come into design. Mm. So how are, we, how are we bringing that luxury element in? Are you doing that? You mentioned the linen, the, the yeah, fabrics. Yeah, soft furnishings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, velvet is always that. Velvet brings in that, you know, beautiful kind of luxury living. If you think of South America where the wealthy live, um, you know, the Hamptons that everyone knows, um, what they call Hamptons there, we don't. We call it coastal Hamptons in Melbourne. So it is quite different because, you know, we're surrounded by bays. So it is, you know, we kind of like alter it just a tiny bit in Melbourne, um, you know, to sort of bring that, you know, that whole sort of look. But with luxury, you need to think, you know, mats on the ground. If you use a velvet mat, for instance, that will create luxury. A velvet if, mat? Yes. You can bring like a velveteen Chanel Ooh. sort of look. But if you bring it back to a jute rug, which is organic, then that kind of brings it more to a beachy bay look. So just simply changing the rug really changes it or you can you know you can have your little cotton rug so that might be great in a little baby's room to make it more gentle and soft so yeah little things like that and soft furnishings really change it lighting lighting's another thing that you know your lamps you might have down lights um, down lights are quite hard really but if you soften that with some nice lamps um, industrial light bulbs they actually change it so you can have a soft bulb you can have a yellow bulb a white bulb people just don't realize that little things like that actually really do change it a light bulb can make a big yes. difference <laughs> and look I yep. know that because in our office we've got industrial light bulbs yeah and they look amazing yeah. we can't see what we're doing yes but they look fantastic it looks very cool yes and styling is the look yeah. it may not be how you live 
but it is the look. So we want to, you know, I always like to think of styling us. It's a tool to create the best look and the best marketing property. So it's not how we live, it's the look. Exactly. So something might look really cool, like a really cool couch and looks luxurious and beautiful. Yep. It's really uncomfortable to sit on. Exactly. That's okay. We're not sitting on it. That's we're, right. We're selling, a, we're That's selling right. a house here, people. Exactly. When we get back from the break, we are going to talk about how to make that pro- your property look really artistic and, and unique, but in, still ensure that it appeals to potential buyers. And we're also going to look at the biggest mistakes people make when they're styling their home for sale. And Rhonda is going to share her one big home styling tip. So all that is coming up after the break. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. You're here with me, your host, Joe Violetta, and I'm joined in the studio by Rhonda Nelson from Nelson Interior Stylist. And we are talking about how to style your home differently. So how to style your unique home so it really stands out. Now, it's important when we're styling our home beautifully for sale that it stands out, but it's also going to appeal to potential buyers. So, Rhonda, how do we find that balance between really unique and artistic and something different that's going to catch people's eye and they're going to remember it, but still appealing to as many potential buyers as possible because it's a numbers game yeah yeah of course it is yeah so you know when you're styling your home um, or have your stylist come in you don't want it to be the same as five others in your suburb so for ourselves, with our company we don't do any style that's the same on the same time frame so when people hire us for eight weeks I nobody's going to have the same art nobody's going to have the same sofa everyone is different So we own dozens and dozens of armchairs, for instance, and none are the same. So they're all uniquely different. So if I do a black and white uh, house on one street, then I will not be doing that same even colour tone on the same suburb. So, we, you know, we might go for a blue coastal here or and then we might do an industrial somewhere else or a Scandi elsewhere, a classic elsewhere. So you really need your home to look. Because you've got to remember that the people might be looking at eight homes in one day. So if they do a Sunday, they look, you don't want them to go and go, i just seen that couch in that house yeah. and it looks better in that one than this. So you really do not want that. That's the most important Um, tip I can give you to really when you're finding a stylist to actually look into you know what they do take a look at their websites pictures ask a million questions and a good stylist will be more than happy to answer any question Um, I have questions every single day via email texts through Instagram you know we're more than happy to answer them there's no cost in asking a question so you know but getting back to the the main topic you know like I said make your home a bit different so make it stand out so that it's not the same as the others you know generally inside you want it to be neutral so you keep it neutral and not too many bold colors there's a few styling no-nos um, number one, never red. Red is a no-go. Red is a danger colour, so you don't use red. Oh, can I tell you? So off air during the break, Rhonda and I were talking about how I'm looking to buy a property to live in 
in 2020 mm. and I was saying to Rhonda, I'm getting distracted by people styling their own homes and they're hideous. <laughs> Some of them are just not to my taste. I almost <laughs> said hideous, but I don't mean that, just not to my yeah. taste. And there was one that I was looking at this week and it was just all red, yes. just red, red, red. And Crazy. I'm, I'm like, I can't. I can't look past this. It's making me feel weird. So it's a, da- a danger colour. Danger colour red. So it's just something that you you don't do, you know. It's the same with children with disabilities. Reds are no go. Mm-hmm. So generally in life it's no go. We don't do red. <laughs> uh, yellow and purple are also colours. that They're just too polarising. You know, if you don't like yellow, although it seems funny, if you just go into a home and it's all yellow, you'll go, I hate yellow can't look at it and you just won't buy it even though it might have been the house you really loved so you know try and keep it really neutral and calming people want to walk into a home that's calming so if you look at a display home they're generally neutral or black and white base Um, and that's because generally that's what people love and then you know we put in different elements so for us we love to you know make it really different if it's near the bay um, we might put like um some props that might be like a marble-based ore. So it'd be an ore that stands near the door with a beautiful marble base and it's just different. So, um, and in saying that, we have one marble base. We have one marble anchor because, like I said, we do unique one-off pieces. So if I have six, I don't want my stylists who work for me to go and grab them and put one in every home. So if we have one, they can't do it. So, yeah. Okay, so... so when we're saying we're uniquely styling a home, we're not talking about doing way out stuff and, no. you know, making it look like, what was that guy? There was a guy, he was on the footy show and he had the outside of his house was Pamela Anderson's face. Oh. We're not, what was his name? I can't remember. I don't remember he, him. Yeah. He, no. Anyway, some guy, I don't follow footy, so yeah. um, people will know. Maybe it was Sam something. Anyway, he had the outside of his house, it looked like Pamela Anderson's face. Yeah. We're not... We're not saying do that. What we're saying, Sam Newman, that's that's it. When we're talking about unique styling, we're talking about keep it to something that will appeal to lots of people, but you want those unique standout talking points almost, like the beautiful marble ore. People are going to go home and be like, Mm. okay, out of these six houses that we looked at, which one did you like? Oh, do you remember the one that had the marble ore? That was really cool. So I, th- I really like that. So if you were styling your home yourself, and I would, I would strongly recommend that you get it professionally styled, but if you wanted to do it yourself, you would need to look at all the other houses that are being sold in your area and make yeah. sure that yours looks different. Yes. Without right. looking wacky. That's right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and a stylist does look. We spend a lot of time. Um, there's a lot of back work to be done. So a lot of time on realestate.com. Um, we go around to all the different real estates. We'll be looking in the window, what people are doing, what they're not, you know, what's on trend in your area. So there, there is a lot of work a stylist does behind the scenes. Right. Uh, and then that will create, you know, our base of where we're going to go. 
from there and you know for us we use warwick fabrics for instance and you know warwick fabrics you know are beautiful they're lush you know you get some gorgeous patterns on them and you know some really nice textures and that really does add that little bit of luxury as well and the amount of people that have come and emailed me later and said look i looked in a house that you had on the market can i buy that cushion is that all for sale is that anchor for sale and i'm like no sorry it is mine i need it, it. Is mine. <laughs> okay so let's do a bit of a recap of our tips because we've had some gold so far in this interview one is luxury and we can achieve yep. that through fabrics and soft furnishings two is you want to make them you want to th- consider the ho- the era that the property was built in you also want to consider the area the environment that the property yes. is in but you don't want to style it the same way as every other property in that particular yes area and we want to keep it to something that's going to please many people but it's got to have beautiful unique features that complement the home that's right okay that's all exactly that's all yes (laughs) no worries a lot of back work to be done (laughs) a lot of work to be done yeah can you tell me about your favorite because you've worked on some pretty cool projects your favorite project that you've worked on recently well on cup day I just did um a property that I absolutely loved. So it was out in Currumbara, which is regional Victoria. Um, And you would think that it'd be country, but it wasn't. It had the most amazing um, polished uh, concrete floors, industrial walls with um, gorgeous, like, you know, linings on the walls in wood. Um, The guy that did it, he was a tradie, so he sort of had his own idea and anyway was putting it up on the market. So that was a really nice one Um, through Harcourts. They sort of contacted me and said, this is really different. What can you do? So instead of keeping it, you know, it was a man's den, typical man's den, (laughs) that doesn't sell. So, you know, we had to bring in a little little bit of elements for ladies to look at and to fall in love with. So we decided to do a tribal theme, brought in elephants, some gorgeous big palms that went into the corners, a, a little bit of a palm beach mixed with a tribal. Um, and so that, you know, just created that really little niche of difference. The real estate, um, which was Harcourts, Lee and Gatha, they sort of called me and said, oh, my God, this is beautiful. They loved it. And they said, oh, it won't be long on the market. And it, and it won't be because it's really different. Um, and in doing that one, we, you know, did our background work again, looked into, you know, all the other homes. And generally they were country style. But there's a lot of young people there building homes. So young person wants something a little bit on trend, a little bit different. So, you know, creating that little bit of difference it definitely is going to sell that home for him. He'll have no problem selling it. It'll be gone soon. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I want to see it. Lovely home. It Beautiful. sounds gorgeous. Yeah. I never would have thought of uh, bringing in palms and having a tribal feel that's yeah. amazing yeah and it's not over it's not you know really in your face as yeah. well it's quite subtle so the tribal little you know like we've got little people that sit in the corner which are little tribal ones against boards and cookbooks and they're just in the corner so we do like which is called a vignette um, it's called a styling vignette which is little areas of styling so it may be a cookbook a chopping board and these little tribal um, elements and so that will be one area and another area might be you know a sideboard that has a couple plants an elephant statue 
and that's another vignette. So each area will have its own vignette and that is a point of difference that creates that difference that people go, oh, I love it, that's what I want. So that's what a vignette is. So So there's another tip, (laughs) vignettes. Yes, a word most people have never heard of. (laughs) I will just get someone else to do my vignettes for me. (laughs) A vignette, I love it. What are the three biggest mistakes people make when they're styling their home for sale? The three biggest ones. Well, the one thing that I see a lot and people do it with the greatest intentions, they go to, you know, a cheaper store they'll buy a doona cover that's a brand new one they think it's new it's fresh yes but then they will buy one that's electric blue or red or purple purple splashed paint I've seen on them you know and they think I've made the bed it looks beautiful but it really doesn't Um, when a stylist makes a bed they will actually use Adair's Sheridan you know pottery barn high-end linens um, and then we use you know euros that are feather filled and you know, there's so many things that, you know, go on to a bed. So that's one of the biggest mistakes is cheap doona covers and people can see it and they just walk straight out because it doesn't have luxury, that word again, luxury. Um, yeah, definitely doesn't. So that's number one, number one bad. The second one is photos on the wall and cluttering. You know, you need to remove all of those. You need to remove your characteristics and your personality from the house and create a blank canvas for the next person to come in and go, yep, I can I can live here. And then they can imagine their child's picture being on the wall or their mum's photo being on the sideboard. They just... And that's what a stylist does. Literally removes that, creates a blank canvas. So, you know, like I said, uh, number one is you, your sheets and dunas, change those. Number two, definitely remove your personality. Um, look, there's lots of different things, honestly, that I can tell you that are, that are bad tricks that are, that are people left. Um, and another one is dirty washing. Um, the amount of houses I've seen <laughs> even advertised, I think, why would you advertise like that? Um, with, you know, washing spilling out of... The basket, hide it in a cupboard, Yeah, you know, put brooms away in a cupboard, mops away, you don't want to see them. Toasters, kettles, you need to hide them and make it all blank so that there's all bench space so you can see how much space you really have. See how much space you really have. I like that. And, hey, hot tip from me, real-life mum tip, if you're like me and you have many laundry baskets, Mm. some we've cleaned, some we've dirty, mostly clean that you just – going to get around to fold and then you do fold and then you've got more. Anyway, who can relate to that? Everyone, I think. You just do what I did when we were getting our house tenanted and you just grab all your unfolded laundry baskets and you just shove them in your car and then you just drive away. (laughs) Great idea. And then you come back and you put them back in again. (laughs) Yeah. And a great tip that um, I often see and we actually started telling people to do is you get a big sheet, just a plain sheet, chuck all the washing in it and fold it. Fold it all up and stick it in a cupboard. That way it's all clean, it's in there and it's done, it's gone away. (laughs) (laughs) And then just remember that it's all... Refold it later. Yeah, refold it later. Uh, what is your, we've had so many good home styling tips, but if you could just give one, like your biggest and best home styling tip, what would it be? Well, I know that, I don't know, I, I feel like we may have already covered this in doing your research and asking lots of questions with your stylist. Mm. Um, 
but I guess so out of everything that we've discussed luxury avoiding those common mistakes asking all the questions for from the stylist um not doing like not having your house look exactly the same as all the others in your area styling wise which one would be your I think, to be really honest, I believe you know you need a, you need a professional. Yeah. Whether if you can't afford a professional, ask a professional questions. Cost nothing to ask them a question. Just send them an email, ring them up. You know, just Google the names and go into that. There's actually a platform called House.com, um, which is fantastic. There's tens of thousands of um, you know tips and styling ideas. They're all free. You can just log on, make your own account for free. Um, and you know you'll come up with some really good ideas on how to help yourself from that way but you know I really believe you do need a stylist because it is merchandising for your house so it's a part of marketing you know you pay a real estate to help sell your home you need somebody to style it because when the real estate's selling it they need the photos so that's when the styling comes in we come in before the photos style it make it perfect we'll clean all the benches make it so that it's as best as it can be and as I call it say already uh, then the real estate comes in your photos because to get the people in you need them to be attracted at the start on the internet Um, without that they're not attracted and they won't come so um, you know we've seen people that their houses have been on the market for four months no sale they literally couldn't even get people in to the houses Um, and then once it's styled they decide to style it Um, we had one lady four months no takers in four days it sold and eighty-seven thousand above reserve wow and that was in regional victoria (gasps) that's an amazing result okay i have i wholeheartedly agree with you that when it Mm. comes to property styling you need a professional and i've said this on the show before i'm going to say it again right just because you can do something yourself doesn't mean you should do it. And I've given yeah. this example before. I have hair, right? <laughs> you can see that. I own some scissors. Yeah. Should I cut my own hair? No. No. <laughs> I should not cut my own hair. So there are certain things where it, and I know that's a little bit of a, you know, silly example, but there are certain things where you need a professional. Yeah. You, you really do. All right. Let's get to our signature questions. I ask all of my guests these questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, what is your favorite interior design or architectural style from a bygone era? Definitely Art Deco. I love The Great Gatsby. It's very flamboyant and, you know, just amazing and opulent, you know, luxury. Um, My own house is Art Deco inspired, so obviously with a bit of a modern take and, you know, you can bring greys into it. It doesn't have to all be black and gold like it was, but it is just such a beautiful, beautiful era. Yeah, really glamorous as well. It just has that. That look, and it doesn't matter if you're 80 years old or whether you're 19 and starting out, you can still create the Great Gatsby. I feel like that look is timeless. It really is. Sheer curtains, they're all the go and they were the Gatsby. So you can actually get them from really cheap retailers as well and they just look beautiful. They do. They certainly do. And what does the phrase dream home mean to you? Dream home to me, I think it, it really needs to be you. 
exactly what you love, what your personality is, your character is. As I said, for myself, I love the, you know, the Great Gatsby and Art Deco. So to me, that's my dream home. To come home, throw my keys on the sideboard and just sit there and look at my beautiful Art Deco ceiling. That's what I love. You know, but for somebody else, it might be, you know, an organic home that's you know, jute rugs on the floor and linen sofas, you know, and a little bit of studding on the edge of the sofas. So it really is what you call home. To me, that is a dream home. Whether it's a small home, mansion, doesn't matter. It's just where you come home at the end of the day and just throw yourself on the couch and watch some TV. Love it. I love it. Well, this has been an, an amazing interview. I have learned so much. I hope that all of our listeners out there have learned a lot as well. It was an absolute pleasure having you, you in the studio. Now, if people want to find you, follow you, get in contact with yes. you, how can they do all um, of that? Yes, yeah, so they can find me on Instagram, which is um, Nelson Interior Stylist with an underscore in between each word. Um, they can also go to my website, which is www.nelson, a little dash, interior, another dash, stylist.com. Um, and of course, they can email me, which is Rhonda Jane at Nelson Interior Stylist.com. Um, like I said, it's totally free to email me. I'm more than happy to answer any questions. So, um, yeah, just give me a call either way. Oh, that's so generous of you. That's and you've been right. really generous with Thank your information you. tonight as well. I, I certainly do appreciate it. If you are listening to the live show, you can pop on over to the Dream Home Movement Facebook page and we've got a post uh, with a photo um, of one of Rhonda's beautiful um homes that she styled and there's a little hyperlink there so you can go to her facebook page the nelson stylist interior stylist facebook page if you're listening to the podcast version of the show i'll have those links in the show notes so super easy for you to just click on through and get in contact with Rhonda and check out her gorgeous work again thank you so much thank you for having me my pleasure and after the break we have the final segment with Carl Violetta from Violetta Finance and he is going to share his thoughts on the recently announced ACCC inquiry into mortgage pricing. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement only here on FM. Take me home tonight I just want to show you the truth you're listening to the Dream Home Movement with me, your host, Joe Violetta, and we are about to head into our finance segment. We've got Carl on the line for our finance segment. Carl, can you hear me? Yes, I'm on the line. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. Good. Yeah. Yes, very well. Thank you. Okay, now that we've got the pleasantries aside, mm-hmm. um, pleasantry, no, anyway. Let's talk about finance. That was awkward. Tonight we're talking about the recently announced ACCC inquiry into mortgage um, mortgage pricing. So the ACCC stands for Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. Can you tell us a little bit about what the inquiry actually is and uh, just your thoughts on it? The inquiry is about um, banks, some banks, um, not fully passing the most recent rate cuts. 
Um, some of the smaller banks have fully passed it on, but a majority of the smaller and bigger banks haven't passed it on. So the government has um, made an inquiry as to why um, the banks haven't been able to pass on most of the rate cut. Um, the, the rate cut only works from the RBA if the banks fully pass it on to um, to the consumers um, with their interest rates. My thoughts on it is, is it's good. It's good to um, have the ACCC, you know, uh, in, make an inquiry um, as to why the rate cut wasn't fully passed on um, because we all would love to know how that um, that works for the general public to have an understanding on why um, the banks haven't fully passed on the, um, the rate cut. Okay, for those that might not be familiar, the RBA, what does that stand for? Uh, yeah, it's the Reserve Bank of Australia. So they... News all the time um, in relation... And they're, they're basically our um, um, uh, governing body that monitors interest rates um, for our market in Australia. Okay, so the RBA, so the, this this is the, the live show, this is November 7, 2019. It's the 7th today, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah so the RBA, because this show gets replayed on the weekend and also comes out as a podcast, so if you're listening to it live right now on November 7th, uh, the RBA has made three cuts to the cash rate recently, haven't they? Yeah, um, there was one. The most recent one was about three weeks ago. Yeah, so they um, they just they just sat on Tuesday. They just met on Tuesday and they didn't make another cut, but they they did previously. Yeah, and what what has happened is that banks haven't some banks haven't passed on the full rate cuts to borrowers. Just just in case people aren't familiar with what what's happened, because when we say pass on the rate cut to consumers, I don't know whether they've passed it on as far as like cutting interest rates on people's savings accounts, <laughs> but they certainly haven't passed on the full rate cuts to borrowers. And so our treasurer, treasurer has commissioned this inquiry into mortgage pricing to find out why they haven't passed on the full savings to borrowers. Why Do, do you have any idea why any sort of theories as to why banks might not pass on the full rate cut to borrowers? Um, no, I don't. Not not an expert in the topic, but my my thoughts on the subject is, um, I suppose when you break it down, banks are business, and banks lend money to make money. Um, Banks need to also borrow money so that they can on lend money to con- to consumers, and I think it's the um, it's the interest on the money that they're borrowing is um, is a little bit high for them, so it affects their margin. The margin is their you know the the cost of borrowing the money. Plus, they have to, you know, cover their expenses, obviously, because they employ people and they've got infrastructure. Um, so, whatever's left over is the margin. So, it's it's sort of protecting that margin just to make sure that they actually get an adequate return. 
on their investments, you know. So that's sort of my my gut feel on what's what's happening. Why um, some banks can only pass on like up a you know um, the RBA cut like point two five percent, right? So mm-hmm. and most of the banks only passed on about point one three or point one eight percent, and and you know and that's the partial passing on of the rate cut. Um, so the the treasurer wants to get an understanding of why not pass the full rate cut. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Well, yeah. it'll be it'll certainly be interesting to find out what the bank's positions are on why they didn't pass on the full savings to borrowers, and that yeah. that will be part of the the report. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they have to say about it. Yeah, I mean, they all welcome it. Like, you know, um, the big four, they, they, they said, look, you know, they'll, they'll, the inquiry will be good. It will just give um, the consumer an understanding as to why we price interest rates the way we do. So it'll be good to get a, a perspective from, from their, you know, point of view. General public may not may not care or may not... Um, so, um, understand, but um, it'll be good to see what their um, what their pricing models are all based on. It certainly will be. So as far as dates go, the preliminary report will be released on the 30th of March 2020 and the final report is due by the 30th of September 2020. So we will keep you updated at, um, once more information is released but yeah interesting times very interesting to see how they <laughs> how they explain themselves <laughs> why, yeah. why aren't they passing on the savings to us we need them too hey carl yeah. thank you so much for dialing in for the finance segment if people want to find you follow you get in contact with you how can they do that uh, yes, we've got uh, a number of different channels which they can get in touch with me. Um, but I think the most effective one is to reach out and give us a call at the office. Number is zero three nine seven seven five zero five three two, or they can send us uh, a message on Facebook. Uh, we're very active in that um, platform, um, or they can visit at us visit us on our website, which is um, all the W's, violetafinance.com.au. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Carl. I'm going to say bye to you. I'm going to turn the the phone down so we don't hear the, the beeping when you hang up. So bye. See you later. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. I don't have a property geek out tonight, but I'm sure Tara will be back with some more awesome property geekiness for us on the next episode. I would like to give a shout out to all of our live listeners that are listening live right now on 98.7, 98.3RPFM. Thank you so much. And you know, live listeners, you get to hear all the, the fluff ups and the, the rawness that our podcast listeners don't get to hear. So it's kind of like you've got a show and a bloopers reel all rolled into one. Aren't you lucky? I don't know. I don't know how lucky you are. And I would like to give a shout out to all of the 
podcast listeners. So the live show is uh, I edit it down, edit out all the music and that sort of stuff. And then it's available on all good podcast catches, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also find it on my website, mine and Carl's website, which is Violetta Finance. It's just got one t.com.au. So the podcast is available on there. If you just Google Dream Home Movement, you will find all the cool places to listen cool just all the places to listen I didn't need that word in there all the places to listen to it and I would like to give a shout out to our top listening suburb um, to the podcast for this week and we had the most listeners in Greenway which is in Australia let's just find out where Greenway is Greenway I feel like it's in Canberra are you in Canberra Greenway, Australia. Let's find out. Probably could have prepared this before the live show, couldn't I? Here we go. I'm right. It is Greenway in Canberra. I've, I've actually been there before. That's, that's how I knew it was in Canberra. So everyone listening in Greenway in Canberra, thank you so much for tuning in. I used to work up there. Maybe some of my old colleagues are, are listening. <laughs> are listening. Hey, if you love this show or even mildly enjoy it uh, or regularly tolerate it, I would love for you to jump on to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a beautiful beautiful five-star review or reach out to me on Facebook. I just want to know that you're out there and make some kind of contact with me. I hope you have a great week. I hope that your dream home projects are going well and I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Bye.